and welcome back to the Pastor Patrick Podcast. Season 3 is here. New year, new playoffs among us. Took a little break. Back now, we're going to talk some playoffs. They are here. The weekend is filled with games that are must-see, and it's season 3 of the show. have been doing it about three years now, so pretty exciting stuff. We're going to get into which teams I think are ahead of the curve uh, on the other teams, which teams kind of, you know, slip their way into the playoffs. Not a lot of momentum coming into the playoffs. There are some that fell backwards into the playoffs, and I think that that's just not going to bode well for them. They're going to have an uphill battle facing some of these teams that have kind of, you know, strided into the playoffs instead of falling backwards. A team that is an example of that is the Dallas Cowboys losing to my commanders 26-6. Um, I legit loved watching that game, but it's created more questions than answers for Cowboys and the Cowboy fan base and everything that goes along with them. And they think that their team is going to the Super Bowl and they're Super Bowl bound, but I have other thoughts on it. I think that that game tells a lot about the situation that the Dallas Cowboys are in uh, regarding their quarterback, too. You know, he he's at the top of the league for interceptions. He's thrown so many interceptions this year. I think he's at 15 it's, it's not great. He's on been on a terrible streak of throwing them. Dak Prescott, that is. And he's going in to play the GOAT and Tom Brady. You know, that, that quite frankly, we've seen do this a hundred times. And yes, they didn't finish great. They finished 8-9. and nine. They won their division, and that's pretty sad if you can win the division uh, with that record. But no doubt they won it. So the Buccaneers, I would say, are more set up for success just because of Tom Brady, even though it's an uphill battle, it's just pretty much him pulling a lot of the weight there. I would still take Tom Brady over the Dallas Cowboys, the Bucks, because I just think they're set up better um, momentum-wise. Yeah, they kind of you know faltered there at the end, lost to the Falcons, but again, a lot of their starters weren't playing, so that's kind of understandable. A lot of teams go through that. It's just one of those things where um, you know, Tom Brady wanted to get reps. He wanted to feel good going into the playoffs. And by all means, I think that's kind of a smart thing to do. I do think he needed to run one series. He was going for a record. He got his record. I think it was for beat, beat his own record, really, for most pass attempts, I believe. So he got that record. He wanted to stay in, try and get some momentum, some rhythm with his guys. And, you know, Ryan Jensen, he has needed a lot of reps, quite frankly. I think he needs to get back in a rhythm. I think that's why Tom Brady was hoping that he would play a little bit in that game. He hasn't. It's going to be an uphill battle to see if he plays against the Cowboys in this upcoming playoff game. Going to kind of be an uphill battle. We'll see if he does. It'd be nice if he could get a little bit of a rhythm going with Brady. I think that would just benefit uh, those two guys beforehand. But, you know, he's been practicing it's been reported, so we'll see if that uh, works out, really. Um, going to be a great game, though, Monday night. Uh, opening week of the playoffs is going to be very exciting. The The key aspect I'm looking at uh, this weekend, because we got a lot of these teams that are set up. They got they got the bye week, you know, Chiefs. We, we get all that. These teams got the bye. They don't have to play this week. So sigh of relief for all those fans with the top dog teams, the Eagles. This week's going to be very telling for a few teams. And these few teams, I think, if they pull upsets off, because regardless of what everyone says, uh, let's just be real here, the Cowboys are the favorites in the Bucks game. So regardless of what everybody says, what everybody says, the everyone is saying that 
the Bucks or the the Cowboys, excuse me, should win this game. There are a few games I'm going to keep an eye out for. Um, these are the upset games. Now I'm going to give you my picks later on of who I think will win. But the games you have to watch for as upsets would be Dolphins-Bills and Seahawks-49ers. I think that's a huge upset game. Also, Giants-Vikings. There's the potential there. Now, do I think it'll go that way? Eh, you know, not really. Uh, but we'll, we'll see which games I pick later on in the podcast. But the big game of the week that everyone is just going to be talking about are the Cowboys and Buccaneers, like I've stated before. So what are some of the keys to this game? Well... The biggest key is you got to keep Brady safe. 45 years old, older quarterback, uh, slower motion, slower motion. Excuse me. He's got to got to have a little more time there in the pocket. No mobility. So you really got to keep him upright. And this year, the tendency of Brady, of Tom Brady, this year has been if he feels a little pressure, if if you can get to him, which it's kind of been this way all his career. He doesn't like to get hit. He doesn't like the pressure. But again, it's like this year has been amplified by that mainly for the reason he doesn't want to get hit at 45 years old. It's very understandable. This year he has 4,694 yards, 25 TDs, 9 interceptions, and 90.7 QBR. Now that's not bad. That's a you know decent rating for a quarterback. But I don't think that the Bucks have the offensive line that they've had in the past, and that's just fact. They have some injuries. You know, Wurfs has been in and out. They've had so many different mixes and matches of that offensive line. It'll be very uh, telling of, of what they do, and they need to keep him upright. That's their best chance of winning this game. Also, making sure Mike Evans can find some separation. We saw that he found some separation a couple weeks ago, got three TDs, one of Brady's best games uh, by far this this past you know season and everything that they've been going through. He had a 432 yards, three TDs, zero interceptions, 127.3 quarterback rating uh, versus Carolina January 1st. So, Obviously, they found a connection there, and they're hoping to build on that connection. Now, what can happen in the playoffs is, and we've seen this before um, on the flip side with the Cowboys, uh, what can happen in the playoffs is you've not been there. The momentum is with the veteran quarterback, with the guy who has been there. So we see that kind of push and pull. I would bet money on Brady being able to pull this game out for the simple fact of he's been there so many times. And we've seen this with Dak Prescott and the Cowboys in previous years. Uh, last year, they let Jimmy G come in uh, and beat them in their own stadium in Jerry's world. They, they, they walked in there, they beat them. And I believe it was 14 seconds or something. The Dallas Cowboys tried to drive the field. Um, Dak Prescott scrambled. He had no idea what was going on with the clock, but Mike McCarthy is ultimately in charge of making sure that this team runs, you know, managing the clock. That's his job. He's the head coach. He needs to manage the clock. But too many times we've seen Mike McCarthy simply <laughs> lose track of time. I don't know what he's doing if he's watching something else. But he just doesn't manage the game clock like he should. Honestly, it's just it's just fact if you watch a lot of the games. Now, where the Cowboys do have the slight advantage, and I will give the Cowboys this, they have the slight advantage of the defense you know they got Micah Parsons they got Diggs they got uh, Lawrence they got a lot of great talent on that defense the flip side is that even <laughs> they lost against the commanders last week uh what six points and they couldn't hold them they the commanders scored 26 points with Sam Howell uh, I loved what I saw from my commanders but I have to admit the Dallas Cowboys did not want to play that game they just showed up they didn't want to play 
Something was off. Somebody, Mike McCarthy didn't motivate him. They, they didn't eat the, the, the right food that day or something. They just weren't feeling motivated. Something happened. So <laughs> they were not in a good mood to be playing. I think that they were. They have their eyes set on the playoffs. It's almost when they lost to the Jags. We've seen this with the Cowboys before. They've been so up and down this year. They played. They played to the talent that's on the field, which I believe is going to hurt them against the Bucks. You know, they played the Jags. Well, what happened? The Jags weren't that great. All of a sudden, they started making these mistakes, and then the Jags got the momentum and they won. And then, you know, you see them go up against a powerhouse like the Eagles. They play great. Um, again, though, if you're going to do that, I would much prefer it not be Tom Brady on the other team that you're doing that against. For the simple fact of Brady has done it so long, he can dissect what's going to happen. He can uh, manipulate the defense in certain ways. And if you're playing down to the level of the team you're playing, that gives Tom Brady or quarterback or any skill position that uh, player that team has, an advantage. It can accelerate. It can just take off before you know it. And that team then, <laughs> that team that you thought you were better against, and, you know, we, we're we going to beat them, They're, they don't have enough t- pieces, all of a sudden they seem like the best team in the world, and you're trying to catch up, and you're reeling. So it'll be very interesting to see what happens with that game this week. Uh, you know, another game that I'm that I'm really looking forward to is watching the Seahawks and 49ers. That's going to kick everything off Saturday, January 14th at 3.30 p.m. Uh, I'm really looking forward to that game. Uh, Geno Smith <laughs> broke in some records there in Seattle uh, that we thought probably wouldn't be broken, at least, you know, unless the Seahawks were going to take a first-round quarterback. He's shown up and just impressed everybody. They're going to face the, the 49ers. Very interesting matchup there. Geno Smith is a capable quarterback. That's one thing we've learned this past year. But, man, that 49ers uh, defense. Oof. Nick Bosa. I mean, that guy's defensive player of the <laughs> pretty much of the year. I'm just going to give that to him. Um, another game, Jag or Chargers at Jaguars. Uh, it's going to be a wild card game. Uh, Stanley, uh, Brandon Staley for, for the Los Angeles Chargers, I might have called them San Diego Chargers, uh, uh, pretty much his job's on the line. That's nothing new. We've kind of been hearing that off and on for the last year. His decision-making has been very questionable. Some of the coaching decisions he's made there going forward on fourth, they kind of you know, stumbled their way into the playoffs again. I don't get why he was playing his starters uh, last week. He, he played them into the fourth, and it, it's simple fact of, you can't do that and risk injury and have it both ways. Like, I get maybe the players wanted to get a rhythm going, but you got to pull those guys in the fourth because that game meant nothing. So I don't know why you were playing all your starters in the fourth quarter when that game simply meant nothing. You know, you got the Dolphins, you got the Bills. That's going to be a great game. But uh, two is not going to be played in that game, I believe, still in the concussion protocol. Uh, but So the Bills, you know, they got all the talent there. There's a lot of stuff surrounding the Giants and Vikings. Kirk Cousins. Is Kirk Cousins finally going to get, you know, on the right track here? Get off that slump with the playoffs. Prove everybody wrong. He's had a great season. I mean, Kirk Cousins had a great season. There's there's nothing that we can take away from Kirk Cousins in the regular season. Trust me, he was on my team. I know that Kirk Cousins can have a great year. I mean, just this year, he threw 29 touchdowns. All right, that's not bad. 4,500. 
47 yards, 29 touchdowns, 14 picks, 92.5 passer rating. That's never been the issue. Kirk Cousins gives you all of that. He gives you all of that, you know, very capable quarterback, steady, makes good decisions. He, he thrives on that. So he does play good. But this is the issue that we've seen before him in the playoffs. He has these big moments that come up in his career and he falls short. It just seems to happen every time. <laughs> I've seen it happen every time. You know, the Giants are going to roll into town. They got Brian Dable. They got Daniel Jones, uh, Shaquan Barkley. I mean, that team, that's a sleeper team that I think everyone needs to watch. I think it's going to be very interesting to see what kind of noise they make. Uh, we'll, we'll get into that in my predictions, but I, I think the Giants are kind of a sleeper team here. Uh, the Ravens at the Bengals, and then you got the Cowboys at the Bucks. But the Ravens at the Bengals is very interesting because I don't think Lamar Jackson's going to play. It's been an uphill battle, uh, reportedly, for him to get ready for the Bengals. Um, and that's where we're going to segue into our next topic because Lamar Jackson is making headlines. Uh, it is looking less and less and less likely that Lamar's going to be a Raven next year. He's missed his 16th straight practice. Harbaugh, the coach, has said that it has nothing to do with his contract extension, and the team and everyone in the organization wants him to be back. Well, that's not really what's being reported here. What's being reported is he's definitely not uh, making a comeback simply due to the fact of, yeah, the injury is one thing, but that contract. I mean, this is what I predicted before the season. This is what I had been saying. You can't let this guy go into the year without a contract and you got to just pay him what he wants it doesn't matter this is this is my biggest problem with how Baltimore has handled this situation and Lamar's looking around at all these other guys saying you know Kyler Murray Deshaun Watson Mahomes uh, Herbert's gonna get a big deal uh, Allen I mean all these guys they're getting their money but for some reason because Lamar you know plays a more you know, Vic, RG3, running style, more, you know, dangerous, they're going to let that come in and affect him. <laughs> I mean, in my opinion, I think that if you pay Lamar, you're going to get the best version of him. You you had your opportunity, though. I think things have kind of fallen apart there in Baltimore. Some of the teams that I would love to see him go to, I'm going to talk a little bit about that, but the Ravens will not be winning this game if if he is not there playing. And I don't think he should play. I think that I think that Lamar Jackson would benefit way more from sitting out, waiting for that contract. If he goes in and plays and gets hurt, nobody's helping him. Nobody's helping him. There's a few teams where I think it could be very interesting if he goes. Uh, I'm going to get into some of those. Uh, my number one team that I think would be the most interesting is the Lions. Now, all right, we've seen with the Lions that they play very hard. All they really need is one quarterback. They're really just a quarterback away, I believe. They got a great team. Uh, Dan Campbell has those guys playing inspired. He gets the best out of them every single Sunday. They play hard. They came in. They shocked the Packers, kept the Packers out of the playoffs this year, played spoiler. Uh, Jamal Williams, love those guys. Jared Goff has his limitations. That's why I'm saying you need to bring in maybe a Lamar Jackson to just push that team over the edge. You know, another team that I think really could benefit from him are the New York Jets. Look, the Jets don't 
they don't have a quarterback. Zach Wilson flamed out. Mike White, Joe Flacco. It just uh, it doesn't work. They they didn't have success with Sam Darnold. They're not having success in the draft. So where do you turn? You need to turn to free agency. And if you can make a trade, if you can make a trade for Lamar, you need to take it. You just need to take it if you can make that trade. Another team that I think would be very interesting, uh, and and this is probably the less likely scenario, would be the 49ers. Uh, I, I just, I don't know. I think it would be kind of interesting if he we went there. Kyle Shanahan would love having a mobile quarterback. I don't see it happening, though. Um, it's just, it's not going to work there. It'd be too too many moving parts. I, I think Kyle Shanahan likes just having a no-name quarterback play quarterback because he can get the best out of them. We've seen that with Brock Purdy, rookie quarterback. He, he literally is tearing it up as a rookie, and honestly... Kyle Shanahan should be credited because he is creating a game plan and a scheme that fits Brock Purdy. Now, he's got so many weapons to throw to, uh, but Kyle Shanahan should be uh, pretty proud of himself for what he's done there. And it's just, it, it's it's terrible to see because the Ravens, they have all the pieces, they had all the pieces, but it was so shocking when they traded all of their pieces, receiver-wise, away. You know, they had a good team around Lamar. And to just look at Lamar and say, hey, we're going to trade all the top guys you like throwing to away. And I'm, I'm sorry about that. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me. And then have all this contract debate. It seems like the Ravens want to move on uh, from Lamar. They're kind of sabotaging the whole situation. And then they're going to play it off like, no, no, no. It just, it just worked out that way with contracts. But you can't really fool uh, the perception of what people think of you. So... If, if there's that perception out there, it's not going to go away by these simple little acts. So, like, by you trading all these receivers and you not giving him a contract extension, it literally just, you know, furthers the point you don't want him there in Baltimore. And somebody's going to hit the lottery, the jackpot with, the jackpot really with Lamar Jackson. Somebody's getting all the money, the biggest jackpot in the world they're going to hit because this guy will change your franchise, whoever he gets traded to. Now, they're going to have to give up a lot of money, but hey, that's just something you got to do. I I personally thought they gave Deshaun Watson $230 million. I think with you, when you have Lamar Jackson, who's won an MVP, I think you need to turn around and give Lamar Jackson $275 million, guaranteed. I just, same with Kyler Murray. Now, Kyler Murray hasn't won a lot, so I kind of get his contract, but I don't understand the hate here for Lamar Jackson. I mean, the, the money these quarterbacks are making are out of this world. And, you know, like, Joe Burrow's going to get paid, Josh Allen got paid, and they're going to get even more money on their next contracts. Patrick Mahomes got paid. you got to pay these guys. I know it It sucks for the, you know, owners of the teams. It's their money. But, honestly, the NFL is billion, billion, billion-dollar industry. And you can make so much money if you have one of these staple franchise guys at quarterback. Jersey sales. I mean, teams doing well. So many things come into play. So it's just mind-boggling to me that as the Ravens organization, you would be just fine with the idea of him walking away. And Baltimore's got a lot of other issues team-wise. They have they have some issues defensive-wise to shore up, draft some guys, get better there. There's, there's no doubt there. But the most important position, and we've all talked about this, the most important position is quarterback. That's the most important decision, or excuse me, important position on the team he's touching the ball more than anybody so biggest advice I could give to the Ravens just sign the guy just pay him 
you need a quarterback to win. Are you really going to go draft a guy? Are you really going to go try and find somebody in free agency? No. You need a quarterback to win. Pay him what he wants. Call it a day. Move on with it. Because you need a quarterback at the end of the day. And Lamar makes all of the throws. He does. He's gotten way better. You know, when he was first coming into the league, there were a lot of things he could have improved on. But each year, the whole thing with Lamar is he improved each year. He worked so hard to get to where he is. And if you're the NFL and you're a team and you see a guy that's working his butt off to get where he needs to be and you don't reward that, then what are you doing? Because he has obviously brought wins to your franchise. He is an MVP. He has done a lot of great things there in Baltimore. So I'm on the team of pay Lamar Jackson. (laughs) There are some people that don't want him on their team. They're just done with him. They're ready to move on to the next thing. But you better be careful because a lot of teams want to move on to the next best thing. And it backfires and blows up in their face. It's just the truth of it. A lot of teams have that ideology of, oh, the grass is always greener. But it's not always greener. It's just not. Trust me, I'm a Commanders fan. It's not always greener. (laughs) And uh, it, it's going to be very interesting to see what Baltimore does. Um, so now we're going to get into my highs and lows of the week. Let's go. I mean, I dropped out in the fourth grade to run drugs to support my now. That means you have to know the triumphs and defeats, the epic highs and lows of high school football. Thank you uh, so much, Archie. And here are my highs and lows of the week. Starting off with the low. The Texans firing Lovey Smith. Um, Houston, you knew what you were doing. You brought in a guy, gave him an impossible job, and then fired him at the end of the year. The only consolation is Lovey Smith literally ruined the Texans' draft plans, won that game, um, pretty much said, you know, screw you guys on the way out, won that game. Got him the second pick. You ain't getting the first pick. So that's my low of the week. Just just sad to see that Houston, you did that. And, you know, Houston Texans are dysfunctional. Uh, we'll see what they do in the draft, though. Uh, my high of the week, DeMar Hamlin, awake, doing well after the crazy uh, news that broke, or not broke, but the crazy, you know, game that happened, him going into cardiac arrest, very scary situation. He's in the... Uh, hospital he was discharged from the buffalo hospital actually so he is doing so much better he is alive and well and that's all you can hope for and scary situation but damar hamlin uh definitely doing a lot better so that's my high of the week that was a definitely scary situation i didn't have a podcast that week i didn't uh do much you know posting or anything i was taking my break but definitely a scary situation there All right, time to get into my predictions. Playoff predictions. It's the NFL playoffs. It's here. Week one of the NFL playoffs. We got some wild card games we're going to talk about. We're going to start off with the Seahawks and the 49ers. Okay. Seahawks and 49ers. It's going to be a very interesting game. Seahawks are underdogs here. So, I'm not going to... I said there was going to be some spoiler games. (laughs) This is not one of those games that I'm going to say will be a spoiler, sadly. Uh, I, I I got a couple spoiler games that I'm going to, you know, predict this coming week, but this isn't one of them. Uh, this will be pretty straightforward. The 49ers are the best defensive team in the NFL. You can't take that away. Now, granted, like I've said, they've got Brock Purdy playing quarterback, rookie quarterback, but you can't take away that defense. Defense is so important in today's NFL. Stopping the pass, stopping the run, Nick Bosa, 
and Kyle Shanahan scheming. He's also got Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel. He's got vintage George Kittle playing great. How George Kittle's meant to be played, okay? He's got him playing great football. Uh, Brandon Ayuk, he's got him. The weapons are off the charts here. And Kyle Shanahan is the ultimate, you know, scheme, play caller, whatever you want to say. That guy's got all the weapons in the world. And he's playing the Seattle Seahawks, who... Seattle Seahawks, look, they're a good team. They got Geno Smith and Pete Carroll. But what else do they really got? <laughs> what else they really got? So I have the 49ers winning this game. It's going to be 23-14. I think that defense, the, the Seahawks will put up a fight. They'll score, you know, a couple touchdowns, but it, it won't be enough. 23-14, 49ers win. Chargers at Jags. This game, we got Justin Herbert, uh, Brandon Staley. Look, He's fighting for his job, Rand Staley. And no disrespect to him or anything like that, but he makes boneheaded play calls. He just does. It's it's hard to watch going for it on, you know, in your own territory going for it on fourth down. It's just like, what are you doing? Um, I think the Jags have an up or excuse me, the Chargers have an uphill battle here because I think Jaguars are playing with house money. Trevor Lawrence and that team's very dangerous. I have the Jags winning this game. Yeah, I got the Jags winning this game. Jags are going to win 21-10. Dolphins and Bills, look, this isn't an upset game either. For the main fact, two is out. You don't have a quarterback, Miami. And the Bills, they have so much momentum. And look, they're the feel-good story of the NFL, too. On top of them having one of the best rosters in the NFL, you have that feel-good story, too, coming along with them. And all those fans are passionate. Josh Allen, you can't... This is what I'm saying, the whole thing with Lamar Jackson... You can never rule out a good quarterback, all right? And you need one. You never, you can never say you can win without one because you can't. So I believe the Bills will beat the Dolphins. I think 31-20 to 20 will be the final score there. The Dolphins will put up a fight, but the Bills will ultimately get the win here. All right, then we got the Giants at Vikings. Here's my upset game. Another upset game. Giants beat the Vikings. Yeah. Look, there was a couple calls there that the Giants got. In the Commanders game last few weeks, they got some breaks. But I'm not the, I'm not the kind of guy that's just going to take that away from them. They beat my team. They beat us. So they're in the playoffs. We're not. I'm, I'm not too salty about it. But the Giants, I think, are going to upset the Vikings here. Because Kirk Cousins, I think, will do what Kirk Cousins does. <laughs> so I, I got the Giants winning. Giants are going to keep it close. It's going to be 17-14. They get the win. going to be a close game. And I think it'll be more of a defensive game, surprisingly. All right, that's my upset game. Then we're going to jump on into the Ravens at Bengals. Lamar Jackson, again, not playing. Joe Burrow is playing. Very similar to the Dolphins-Bills game. The contract situation for Lamar, the team, everything that's going on, and you have Joe Burrow and the steady Bengals. That team, they're just set up for success. When you have Joe Burrow, that X-Factor quarterback, it plays so much into your team doing well. It just does. That's why the Ravens need to sign Lamar Jackson. you got to have that guy. And maybe this will push the Ravens to sign Lamar Jackson. Maybe it will. <laughs> um, so I ultimately, though, I have the Bengals winning against the Ravens. The, the Bengals are going to keep this game. It's going to kind of get out of hand. It'll be 28-13, Bengals win. Then the final game, Cowboys at Buccaneers. We started off the podcast talking about them. The Cowboys and Buccaneers game is going to be one of the best games of the week. I'm going to be watching it. It's going to be insane. I think that the Buccaneers are going to win. That's my other upset. 
I got the Bucks winning. When you got Tom Brady, I'm never going to bet against Tom Brady. And Dak Prescott and that team, they haven't shown us anything. They still have yet to show us how good of a team they are, how good of a team they can be, excuse me, in the postseason. I have the Bucks winning this game. It's going to be 21-17, going to be a closer game. And I think Tom Brady and that team is going to find a rhythm, and they're not going to look back. And I think this is when Brady gets scary. This is when Brady start, starts to scare all these other teams. So that that's pretty much my, you know, NFL wildcard playoff round. That's my predictions for that. Uh, hopefully I'm right. Hopefully picked every game good. Uh, you know, it's it's just one of those things that when the playoffs roll around, you don't the records don't matter. You don't care about the records. It doesn't matter if you were, you know, 17-0 and we barely got in the playoffs at like you know, 8-9 like the Bucks did. Cowboys 12 and 5, Bucks 8 and 9. Yeah, it don't matter. Nope. And that's what Brady has, you know, alluded to in his podcast. It, we're all the same record here. <laughs> and that's the mindset you need to have. Regular season doesn't matter. It's how you play. That's why we love the NFL. It's why even though we love the NBA, the NBA seven game season or seven game uh you know, playoff, however you want to say it. The seven game playoff schedule that they have set up where they have to play those best out of seven it's just not as exciting or exhilarating as right now how's your team playing this day nfl sudden death you go home if you lose and that's why we all love the nfl that's why it's the most watched uh, sports in the entire world well at least in america <laughs> so hey great podcast today uh lebron james on his way to break kareem's record gonna keep uh looking at that posted on that Going to talk some more NBA. NBA season's, you know, firing up. The NFL season's slowing down. We're getting to the playoffs. We're going to get to the Super Bowl before too long. Hey, guys, thanks for listening to the podcast. Uh, follow me on all my social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that good stuff. Uh, subscribe, leave a review. Uh, let me know if you like the podcast. Uh, Apple Podcast, Spotify Podcast, wherever you get your podcast. We'll catch you guys next week.